Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces with love a stop. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. Chelsea Gray for three. Unbelievable. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Aces got numbers. Three on two. To Plum for three. KP, ring it up. Boom, shaka, waka, waka, boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. T.C. Martin. To Bay. She's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times for Bay Bay. T.C. Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana. Bay Bay Williams. This is the greatest show. The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is now here. Oh, Jose Volante, Marco D'Angelo, our number one in the books. You guys are tuning into the TC Martin Show live on the TCMartinShow.com. And of course, Locally in Las Vegas, KSHP Radio, 1400 AM, 107.1 on the FM side of things. Like I said, our number one in the books. We had our guy, TC, on the line. Got him on a little bit late, so we want to finish up talking some Aces conversation there. But remember, if you miss any part of the show today or any previous shows, go to the tcmartinshow.com under the podcast section. Also, check out the interview page and hear from our previous great guests. Go to the current and classic interview pages anytime at the tcmartinshow.com. And don't forget, the show is live here at the Westgate Superbook every single Friday, 2 to 4 p.m., with none other than the doctor, T.C. Martin, and majority of the times our guy, Marco <laughs> D'Angelo, here in the booth with him as well. But today, it's myself and Marco in the booth, hanging out, talking all things sports. We got our guy, T.C. Martin, back on the line. Finish up our Aces conversation, T.C. The Aces are in D.C. right now. Big game against the Washington Mystics. Obviously not a Washington Mystic team that we're used to from previous years, but still a very dangerous team nonetheless. What do you see that the Aces need to do to get the victory going into tomorrow night's game? Well, they've got to come out sharp. They've got to come out on point. And again, they can't you know, have the, the carryover of you know, what happened today at the White House and just you know, that, the great experience. And again, they're going to get some dinner, you know, tonight they're in the process of getting some dinner. They're going to get some rest here. You know, this is not a party team, you know, at all. And uh, you got a night game tomorrow. So we've got to shoot around tomorrow. And, I, and they're going to be focused. Uh, they match up really well against the Mystics, even though it's kind of weird because this is only the second time they faced them. And we're almost at the end of the season. The first time they faced them was just uh, the last homestand. And then we're going to play them at the Michelob Ultra Arena next week. So. Uh, Elena Deladon is out. Uh, she's had uh, a myriad of injuries. Uh, she came back, uh, you know, from a hip injury. Now she's, you know, she's had the back before, and now she's got a, a different injury. They're probably going to shut her down maybe for the rest of the season. So without Deladon, that really hurts this team. But uh, like you said, they're dangerous. They play hard. They play strong. And uh, the Aces are going to have to be ready, especially on the Mystics' uh, home court. And uh, so I think, yeah, Aces are just going to have to, Make sure they get off to a quick start. Don't fall asleep early. Come out and rebound. And uh, if they, you know, if they do that, then I think they're going to win going away. Kind of like what we saw against Atlanta. The Atlanta game on Tuesday night was competitive for the first half, and the Aces, you know, put the pedal to the metal and, and ran away from it. 
TC, any concerns, you know, like I talk uh, situational, that they've got the game on Monday. Coming off the 53-point game for Asia on Tuesday, then last night's come from behind. This is a game that, because they just beat them so handily here in uh, Las Vegas, to look past them and be anticipation of that game on Monday. You know, you hate to, to say that, but it definitely creeps in your mind. I mean, there's no question. I mean, you know, the, the New York game is, is paramount, and everybody knows it. You know, you can't hide it. Not only you want to get revenge, but you want to basically clinch home court advantage, the number one seed, and that's what it's going to do. Because right now they have a three-game lead over uh, – so New York and a victory will give them four games. If New York comes and wins, then all of a sudden now you got you know you got to go to tiebreakers and the series would be tied two two during the course of the regular season. So this is going to be huge, man. It's going to be very huge for the Aces to uh, you know to get this victory and not look ahead. Um, I think that you know Becky Hammond will not allow that to happen. Uh, you know, so you'll get effort. But you got to credit Washington. Uh, again, we know that you're you're going to have to lay a premium here. You're going to have to lay you know double digits on the road, which you know, no one wants to do. But again, you're playing every other day. So me personally, I, I think the Aces will win the game. But again, you got to be careful on what you're laying because yeah, it's just human nature when you have a huge game like that. Initially, nationally televised game on ESPN two as well Monday. They are looking forward to that game. No question. TC, if we're betting right now, obviously the lines aren't out yet, but you and I have this conversation every time, every single home game. If we're betting team totals, again, what would you make the total for this game for the Aces? Where do you see them finishing at if you're a betting man? Yeah, I think the number is going to be right around 92 or so. And I think that, uh, again, you know me, man, I say it all the time. <laughs> I'm not a team total guy. I'm not a total guy at all. Um, but Again, if, you know, hitting over, I mean, you need the pace to be up there. You need hot shooting, you know, to get there. So, again, I'm not going to advise one way or, or the other with this. I can just tell you that, again, you're, you're playing every other day. You have travel involved here. Um, you are playing a team that's kind of wounded, okay? And, uh, you know, Beckingham is not going to let this team, you know, just – just say, hey, you know, we're going to just, you know, roll out the balls and let you play. I mean, if they fall behind or something, she's going to call early timeouts. She's going to blast them. And, uh, again, they're a scary team to to bet against because, again, you know, it's like, look what happened in the first half. In the second half, you had the, the pinball machine go off. You had the explosion. So, I don't know. I'm not giving you any definitive answers, man, because I really, I really don't have them when it comes to, to laying big numbers and then, you know, asking them to – you know, to to reach over a 92, the 93-point mark, is, this isn't normal. Most teams don't do this, what we're seeing. So, again, you are laying inflated prices, inflated numbers here, even on team totals, you know. And uh, I just say, you know, beware. And maybe you're better off in in-game situations, you know, with this team, especially when you get to situations like this. But I'll tell you right now, I mean, depending on what happens tomorrow night, I would have no problem uh, playing the Aces as a slight favorite, you know, Monday, because I know how important that game is to them, and it's the end of a road trip. 
and uh, they'll get a chance to, to come and get some reps. But like I said earlier, they are feeling really good about themselves right now with the 53-point performance, the White House, the way they came back against Chicago uh, last night. So, you know, they do got the mojo. There's no question about it. TC, you know I love to bet the team totals, and my concern in this game, and this is what I fear any time that you do take the over for the team total with the Aces, is because of the game on Monday night, if the Aces get out to a big lead or, you know, early in the third quarter and we're heading down the stretch of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth, if it happens to be a 20-point game, Becky will empty the bench, uh, and then the scoring stops, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my concern in this game because, you know, we can talk all we want about how fit they are. It's still there. It's fact, that schedule that they have played, that you get those tired legs, and when you get tired legs, you know, that's why I think we've seen them have slow starts in some of these other games. Those jumpers are short. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're hitting a lot of the front of the rim. In front of the rim, not that I've ever, you know, been a professional basketball yep. player, but everybody's going to tell you, when you're hitting short, it's your legs. That's 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 what's there. It's short and flat, absolutely. And, uh... <laughs> That well aware of that. Um, again, you got to remember that this team is Becky said, and that she is going to try to limit some minutes. And this is a perfect game to kind of limit those minutes. However, you know, once you start limiting those minutes and you're not getting that production, what does she do? Then she comes back with them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's because you just can't unless you're getting blown out. You know, that's the only time that, you know, people like Kayla, uh, players like Kayla George and Sidney Colson, Kirsten Bell are going to get, you know, and Alana Coates are going to get extensive minutes. And uh, I crack up, I talked to Sidney uh, Colson the other night, and, uh, and hey, good luck tonight, this and that, you know. Uh, she goes, well, she goes, I hope I get in, but the only way I'm getting in is if we're up 30. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody's po- poker seat is ready over here in the book, but, um, the one thing that I will say, and, and, and it's going back to your point, Marco, is emptying the bench. That's where it could get scary because that's where it can, it can become a look-ahead game towards the end of the game, and we obviously don't want that, TC. But we're going to let you go because I know it's a time difference. I know you got to get ready and prep for tomorrow's game. But let everyone know where they can hear you tomorrow on the play-by-play. Yeah, we're back on our home on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 a.m. and 100.9 FM pregame show, 3.30 tomorrow, tip-off. Four o'clock, and uh, yeah, make sure that uh, you, you definitely tune in for that. And then uh, Monday, uh, it's going to be great. You got the national TV game on ESPN two. Same situation, four o'clock uh, on the television side, uh, four o'clock radio side, and uh, just a program. You know, Monday we'll be back on Fox Sports Radio, uh, our biggest Golden Knights uh, channel, ninety eight point nine FM. At 13:40 a.m., that's a game against the New York Liberty from the Barclays Center. Pre-game show 3:30 and the uh, tip-off at four o'clock. So again, hey, I appreciate you guys uh, for being there today, taking care of business. You guys are sounding great. Shout out to the G-Man and also the uh, Nubchuck back at the studio. And uh, appreciate you guys, Jose, Marco. Keep it up, brothers. TC, appreciate you. Have fun, man. We'll hear you tomorrow on the play-by-play, 4 p.m. Tip-off in Washington. TC Martin joining us live from D.C. Appreciate you, my guy. 
Take care, guys. So, Marco, we got some football, obviously, as we see up here, too, as well. <laughs> we got the screen going. These are obviously pre-played games, yeah. games that already happened, some that will be happening in the next couple of days. Preseason is basically coming to an end, right? We're in week three now. Your Pittsburgh Steelers are 3-0. and Okay, 3-0, and we get it. They have not lost in the preseason, which is crazy because someone in your division finally lost their first game, which is the Baltimore Ravens, which is crazy. 24 straight wins in the preseason until they had their first loss. But talk a little bit about your Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, it's only preseason. Not a lot of us take too much from the preseason. It all matters when it's all said and done, when the regular season comes around. But what have you seen in these three games and everything in the offseason so far? Well, for the, the Steelers... You know, the big question is going to be, what does Kenny Pickett do in year two? Because now you got, you know, game film on him. He got to play three quarters of the season, you know, a little bit around three quarters. He came in in week five last uh, last year. This is a team that's got a lot of offensive weapons. Uh, they got a strong running game. One of the best uh, wide receiver core uh Pickett to Pickens is going to be a combination. You're going to hear a lot. Pickett to Pickens? Yeah. And <laughs> the, the Pickens is just unbelievable, the, the set of hands he has. The defense is the only question mark. Okay. And there's two question marks. And that's crazy to hear you uh, Steeler fans say okay. that. you got to have a healthy T.J. Watt for yeah. the whole season. He's, Correct. They are, the difference in the defense with him on the field and him off the field is huge. And unfortunately, the last couple of years, he hasn't been able to play a full season. Just like his brother, they're injury prone. Yeah. They they play at such a a different High level, level yeah. you know, that they get they get hurt. And uh, it's a situation of keeping him healthy. Even with him healthy, my only concern on his defense because they the defensive line in the linebacking core is solid on the Steelers. You're not going to run the football, and the middle defense is great. It's the secondary. Secondary, Once yeah. you get past Minka Fitzpatrick, I'm not that impressed. They're, they're trying to fill some voids. I think they might be, you know, checking the wire to see, uh, you know, some of these final cuts if there's somebody they that they might be interested. Yeah. But that's the only weak link here. And... Don't get overexcited about, you know, Kenny Pickett's performance in the preseason. He's basically played, you know, a series each time. And I think they're all scripted, you know, plays coming in. They want to put him in a good position. And you're going against vanilla defenses. You know, you're not scheming, you know, and showing your all your defensive packages in the preseason. So let's see what happens when the regular season starts. But I'll tell you, Jose, the team I'm all in on, for the division, I think it's theirs. Um, even though I'm a big Steeler fan and they're our, our big rival, but you're also a fan of the sport, so you're I'm not just betting of, with I'm your heart. Well, you yeah. know what? I'm a big fan of my wallet. That's my exactly. favorite. Exactly, that's and, the best part. Yeah, <laughs> my wallet's put money on Baltimore. Okay, um, really? I, yeah, I think Baltimore. In the route I went, I like them to win the division, but I made a smaller bet there. I made a bigger bet on them on the yes/no prop. To make the playoffs, okay, and I they are. Let's face it. Over the last two decades, who's you know the most stable organizations in football where you don't have any turnover? It's been the Steelers and it's been Baltimore. Yep. those are the two longest tenured coaches in the NFL, next to Bill. You know, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick yeah, uh, that consistency. They've gotten so many weapons now. 
for Baltimore. Lamar Jackson never really had a complete package. He either had somewhat of a running game behind him or a good tight end, maybe one wide receiver who's going to get all the double teams. Now they've got weapons. Yeah. They brought the Brinks truck up, backed it up to the building, <laughs> unloaded <laughs> the money, some money yeah. you know, unloaded the money for Lamar Jackson, but then they went out and got him some toys yeah. too. And I think this team, you saw what they did last year, you know, they should have beat Cincinnati. In that game, you had that that one play that was a fourteen point turnaround when they were inside the five yard line, ready ready to score and put the game away. And instead, a fumble, Cincinnati, you know, scoop and score. That one play turned that game around, or you know, they could have been in, advancing in the playoffs. I think they get to the playoffs this year, and I had to lay one fifty to do it. And I generally don't like to lay chalk like that, but I think it's such a solid bet because. The AFC South is weak. I don't see two teams coming out of that division. It's going to be the division winner. And the AFC East is so competitive Mm -hmm. with Buffalo, who's been there for the last several years. You've got all the hoopla with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. If they succeed. you got Tua coming back if he's going to stay healthy with the Dolphins. I think Miami's the team that's getting overlooked in that division. Because everybody is looking at. Rodgers, and he's the missing piece. And granted, he is, but what I've taken from what I've seen in preseason, that offensive line's not good. It's a work in progress. It's not bad, but it's not great. I'll give you that much. Uh, I'm a Jets fan, so I'm not also going to say that we're great or anything like that. We have a lot of work to do. And, yes, Aaron Rodgers will light a fire under there. You know what? If they don't get that job done, definitely. My concern with Aaron, if everything's going good, it's going to be great. I want to see if we get to December and it's not doing so good. Gotcha. How how that team, how he reacts and how that team reacts because there's a little bit of a dis, you know, a lot of people were, you know, didn't want to see him go, but there were people in that locker room in Green Bay that okay, the time has come. You know, we've had enough of this drama every sing, single season and Jordan loves another one it could be, you know, if he has any kind of a season Green Bay, you know, their season win total is pretty low, seven and a half. It's not a strong division. Everybody's hanging their their hat on Detroit because they should. They look so good offensively. They got to stop some people on defense. They can't keep trying to win games, uh, you know, <laughs> in the 30s. That's that's not going to get you far. Uh, but back to Miami, if Tua stays healthy. Go back to two years ago. They finished the season eight and one. They started the season last year eight and three. Then the second concussion and everything, you know, transpired. So from the end of two years ago to the start of last year, that team put together a sixteen and four run. Sixteen and four. How many NFL teams can you clip out? A twenty-game segment with a sixteen and four run, and they're Not the many. third favorite in the AFC East. I think there's value with them. But see, here's the big question again, and you said it is is the health of Tua. I'm not going to be here and, and, and bash the kid because I don't like him. I don't, you know, I, I've never thought he'd pan out and be an NFL quarterback, if I'm being honest with you. But it's not because I don't think he has 
the skill, the ability to do so. He's very, very talented, and we've seen that. But the problem is he's too fragile, and I don't know if he's going to be able to withstand a full NFL season. And that's the problem with the Dolphins is that if Tua goes down, who's yeah. next? Who's going to be that guy that's going to use these weapons that they do have? Because they have people on the offensive side. Their defense is very solid. They can win games, but how will they win games? And then going back to the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, for everyone that's been hitting me up talking about hard knocks, stop it. Please stop it. It is a show. Of course, Aaron Rodgers is going to kiss everybody's butt and try to look good. That's what he has to do. And that goes back to your point. Some people thought it was time for him to go in Green Bay. Some people still wanted him. Of course, he's going to look like the nice guy with Zach Wilson being there. Oh, I'm going to show you I can, quote, unquote, be the mentor. Now, if you want me to be honest with my team, what I've seen, we have a long way to go. But the way that they're being coached, the way that they're listening now, does look like they are in, on a whole different mindset. Like they want to win. They don't want to be the same old Jets. But again, preseason is just preseason. To me, it means nothing. It's just an opportunity for me and obviously coaches to see the rest of the roster and see what you have. But I'm not impressed until I see them go out there and win games with Aaron Rodgers, with Dalvin Cook, with the people that they've brought in to try to become a Super Bowl contender. Everyone that keeps saying, oh, that's it. The Jets are the, the, the favorite in this division. They should win it all. No, they are not. Just because you have a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer in Aaron Rodgers and the pedigree that he brings, he hasn't won anything yet. He technically hasn't suited up for the team. So let's please stop it with all that and let's stop with the Aaron Rodgers is a nice guy because, of course, he's going to be a nice guy when it comes to the cameras, right? But going back to the AFC North, you mentioned the Baltimore Ravens that you took them to make the playoffs at plus 150, I believe. Minus 150. Minus 150. But then you also believe that they could win the division, which means you think it's a better shot that they might make the wild card and not necessarily win the division? No, it gives me two shots. Okay. It gives me two shots. In, and you I like the it, minus 150 price instead of getting a plus price to win the yeah. division. But I did take I did take them to win the division. I got like plus 220 or 230 when we got it. Okay, 230 um, is what it opened, yeah. In the situation there. But I just think that they're going to be there. The AFC West, it's Kansas City. In the Chargers, in my opinion. The Broncos will be improved, but I think they're going to need a year under, you know, Sean Payton before we give them the serious contender thing. Because they have a good defense. They always have. The problem is the defense, as the season progressed, wore out because they were on the field too much. You had... The offense was so inefficient, you're, you're losing a time of possession battle every game. And I don't care how good your defense is, you're going you're gonna to wear out. And that's what you know happened there. Uh, I do like the Chargers as well, though. I think the Chargers are a team that I bet to, to make the playoffs. Uh, can they overcome Kansas City? Until they show me they can do that, I can't buy into them. But I think they, they will have enough wins. If everybody says so, and that's another thing. The Chargers team, the last two years, they've never had a full season where they've had all their key people. Are either Herbert had to play a few games banged up, mm-hmm. or they were missing a key guy off the yeah. offensive line, or Eckler was defense, out. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just it was always something. And if they can stay somewhat healthy, uh, I think this is the year for the Chargers. Sticking to the AFC West, let's stay to home real quick here with the Las Vegas Raiders. 
Aiden O'Connell, the rookie, has been lights out. I was at the game against the 49ers in attendance watching what he did live. So cool, calm, and collected. Like, if he's already been a vet, again, it's preseason, but he still looks really, really good right now. Is it too soon to say that the Raiders have found their quarterback of the future? Obviously, we have Garoppolo for the next, quote-unquote, three years on contract, but have the Raiders found a guy that they can possibly build on for the future? I can tell you from personal experience, watching the preseason games and the quarterbacks that I've seen the Steelers have over the years, Mason Rudolph, (laughs) generally generally always looks good in preseason, but, you know, it didn't translate. You want to see him make the plays that he made, so you know he can do it. But what you have to remember is that when he's taking snaps in practice, he's practicing with the third and fourth unit, okay? So they're very familiar with one another, Yeah. okay? When they get into a preseason game, that third and fourth unit that he's practiced all week with, that's what they're playing, but they're also going against third and fourth string defense. True. So it looks better. And I've seen this happen so often where that quarterback that's getting all the playing time in in the fourth quarter against the lesser people, that when you get to the last preseason game that doesn't mean anything, and a lot of coaches just have their their starters in there for a cameo, if at all, he's going to get more playing time moved up against tougher defenses and not playing with his third and fourth unit that he has so the timing with and everybody else. So let's see him when he's when he's going against a first rate unit and they're blitzing with schemes, you know, showing different looks. Everything's vanilla in the offense or in preseason. So offenses generally look better. Once again, Jose Volonte, Marco D'Angelo live from the Westgate Superbook here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. We're about midway through the second hour here. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back from the break, though, we're going to have director, executive director of the Superbook here, John Murray, joining us live in the booth. But before we go to commercial break, i got to let you guys know about Las Vegas' most prestigious football handicapping contest is back. The Super Contest at the Westgate Las Vegas. Pick five NFL against the spread games each week for the entire season and win big cash. A $1,000 entry fee with a chance to be the grand champion and also 11 other ways to win with in-season contests. If you want to play with the big boys, then the Super Contest Gold is for you. $5,000 entry fee with a winner-take-all format. Deadline to sign up is Saturday, September the 9th at the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. It's the Superbook Contest and Superbook Contest Gold. Once again, Jose Volonte, Marco D'Angelo, T.C. Martin Show. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Now, more of your favorite personal sports physician. Don't make me beg. T.C. Martin. Of course, you are a character. Doesn't mean that you have character. The doctor is now in. (laughs) Jose Volonte, Marco D'Angelo, back at it on a Friday afternoon. We are live here from the Westgate Superbook in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Myself, Marco D'Angelo, in studio today for our guy T.C. Martin. He is on the road in D.C. with the Las Vegas Aces. Joining us now is the executive director of the Superbook here at the Westgate, John Murray. John, appreciate you for a few moments of your time. How's everything going? Good. Just watching Del Mar getting ready for the baseball games tonight. I'm a little jealous. I I see you talking with Marco, talking about you're going to Del Mar soon. Sunday. Yeah, nice. I'll be there in two days. I wish I was there right now. Yeah, that's where, uh, that's where Cornegay is right now. Okay. 
This is the time of year you got to grab uh, your last chance at uh, summer vacation because it all starts next week. For I last, know this uh, is week zero. Week zero. I hate calling it week zero. It's stupid. <laughs> this is my last fun Sunday for a long time. Wait, you don't like you don't like football Sundays? Come on, now. Actually, I, you know what? I, I I do tell people this. Uh, my favorite days to work are Sundays during NFL. Okay. Because all the real executives are off. Ah. There's no meetings. Okay. There's no calls. Okay. Like I do a couple radio shows, I watch the games, I say hi to the, the guests, and I go home. That's it. It's I'll be bad. honest with you. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. Now, when you do watch the games on a Sunday, I know you're just supposed to look and don't care, but you know the positions of the house. The, I don't really pay attention until about 1230. Well, that it's. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I definitely do. I, def- I mean, what, what's the point of watching an NFL game for the first three quarters? The, Unless uh, you bet the first half. I love it, you know, you say 12.30 because I've been here since 2008. I still refer to all starting times in football on East Coast time. So for me, we used to, me and my buddy, uh, he's in the same business as me, always would joke, 3.30, the bewitching hour. When when (laughs) a clock strikes 3.30, however that game's going seems to have that flip. And then yeah. you got to then you got to sweat the rest of it. Well, I think you're just you're just uh, irritating yourself by watching the first quarter, <laughs> the second quarter. Unless again, you have a first quarter better, a first half bet, then it makes sense. But if you're rooting for the game, what's the point? Well, in just, game, all if, just, if, well, you're, if you're if betting you're betting in game, game you know. Well, you're, you're, but what am I sweating for the house? Yeah. yeah, I'll watch the last twenty minutes of the game. I see everything I need to see. Yeah. The one thing I want to say about working in the sportsbook, when I worked in the sportsbook, Sundays weren't bad. One, I got to get away from the wife. Two, I got to watch games. Hope she's not t- listening. Nah, she doesn't listen. So it's okay. And it's the ex-wife, actually, because I got another wife now. Okay. But um, that, So that doesn't matter. Even if she is listening, it doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter. But I liked it because it was like hanging out with the guys. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, you were working, you were writing tickets, but you get to enjoy the games and see the crowd and see what's going on. So it's pretty fun. But what type of crowds you expecting coming in here in the next couple of weeks, man? Next weekend, Saturday, will be pretty busy. Okay. Um, and then we've got the LSU-Florida State game next Sunday night. Should be pretty busy for that. But it doesn't seriously pick up till the following week. Gotcha. Okay. You know, that following Saturday, I think we have Alabama-Texas. Jeez. Already. And then, of course, we have the NFL games on Sunday. It's going to be packed. It's going to be It's going to be good to see. It's exciting to get back to it because – Football is what drives the revenue around here. Definitely, definitely. What's the handle better like on college or the NFL? You said so we, we usually write a little bit more money on Saturdays than Sundays because there's so many more games. Definitely. And there's usually other things going on. Maybe there's a UFC card. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's, there's just there's a little bit more volume on Saturday. Sunday, there it's more concentrated. There's more money bet per NFL game, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a little more handle on Saturdays. Obviously, the paramutual handle is very huge when it comes to the horse betting side of it. Does that change at all when the NFL and college football oh, season come around? Absolutely, because there's more people in the room. Got it. So we'll, we'll, we'll see better handle on Saturday and Sunday in September than we do now, even though Del Mar and Saratoga, unfortunately, will be over. Yeah. There's just more people in the room. Saturday, September 2nd, we do have the Pacific Classic at Del Mar, and that coupled with the first true college football Saturday, because you're right. Yeah. Week zero is a stupid name. <laughs> it and is pretty horrible. The games tomorrow are not the best. No. So September 2nd will be our first real football day. Have you gotten any sharp action on any of the, the college games this week? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there are a lot of sharp guys on UMass catching seven and a half. And there's just been a lot of money on UTEP. Uh, we, were, we had them as a small dog when we opened it, but 
when I when I left to walk out here, we were actually at minus two. Yeah. Because the sharp money just keeps coming in on UTEP uh, tomorrow. How's preseason uh, betting been? You know how it goes. It's all it's all wise guys. It's all staying ahead of the line moves. Very little recreational dollar. It's tough. August is a tough month to book because it's it's all dominated by preseason football and baseball. And those I'll, are two really sharp sports. I'm going to venture out on the limb, and it's not a, I don't have to go that far out because it's a <laughs> slam dunk. But I'm going to say you guys did extremely well on the Monday night football game. Uh, yeah, I think we, yeah, we did do pretty well in that game. You're talking about the uh, the football team and, and the Ravens? Yeah. The football yeah, team. We, we did, uh, <laughs> Can we just call them the Redskins again? No, no way. Yeah. No way. Not you know me. they're fighting to get that name back. There's a group that's uh, fighting oh, to get that, that name back. I know that. I have a very controversial opinion about that that ah, I can't share with you guys. Okay. okay. Uh, Off air. Interesting so. to see what happens. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, well, I think we did. I'm sorry. I think yeah. we did pretty well in that game. But there's just there's not a lot of recreational handle on a preseason NFL game. It's just, and, and people are starting to get a little bored of baseball, too. You know, these last couple of weeks of August are just tough. You got the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. That's what's left at this point in time. And you know you guys are going to have the teams taken. You know, you're gonna, every night you're going to write action for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Minus one and a half, money line parlays. But sure. they keep winning. Dodgers, Braves have been real popular. Uh, yeah, I'd say... Cubs lately have been a popular bet. We seem to be, need the other side of that game a lot. Well, especially if they're playing the Pirates, <laughs> as yeah, they are well, now. The Pirates are not having the best uh, run of things. No. How, it's just typical Pittsburgh play. How has the handle been on a team like the Yankees with the struggles that they're having? What are you seeing when it comes well, to the betting handle with that? The public can't wait to abandon a team. <laughs> so the public doesn't care at all about yeah. the Yankees anymore because, I mean, the a shockingly bad season yeah. for the Yankees. Definitely the worst of my career. Mm-hmm. But no, the, the public is so fickle. The teams that they that they support, like, I mean, the first 15 years of my career felt like we needed the opponent of the Patriots every Sunday. Jeez. And now that I don't even notice the Patriots game half the time. Nobody cares about them anymore. They, they can't wait to move on from a team. In that year that you're talking about with the Patriots, you guys kept moving the line, making the line high, and it still did not stop anybody from betting it. 07 was a tough year to book the NFL because, you remember, Dallas was really good that year too. Dallas was the one seed in the NFC. They were winning every week. They lost to the Giants in the divisional playoff game. But every week we needed the Patriots opponent and the Cowboys opponent, and it was tough sledding for us that season. Uh, when we talked the last segment, uh, and I was going to say it then. I wish I would have said it then because <laughs> now I'm going to say it now with John, and then he's going to s- screw me when they do the lines. But I'm going to yes. give everybody a play for week two in the NFL. Okay. It's an we, if- are, we already have them up. Okay. It's an if-come bet, though. I, see, I have to wait till week one. Oh. The Jets uh-huh. open the season with all of the hoopla that we have had <sighs> against Buffalo yeah. on Monday Night Football. Yes. What about it? If they pull that win off, Uh I am going against them in week two. They travel to Dallas on a short week. And I didn't even look. What do you guys have that number up? I'd have to look that up, but it sounds like a Basically riding on the high is what you're saying. I'm going to go against them. I'm going to bet against them. That's that's the fat and sassy alert. Because we've had nothing but hype all all offseason, where he was going to go, where he finally went, and, you know, you get, you get any excitement in New York, it's yeah. tenfold uh, with the media and everything. Correct. And then they put them on Monday Night Football for his first game. That <laughs> that wasn't an accident. <laughs> I can tell you right now, Dallas, Dallas has a very high-profile game themselves. Yeah. 
So if they go and they blow out the Giants, I don't think they will. I'm just saying, yeah. then you're going to see a pretty high number in that game, yeah. maybe higher than they should be. So you just the NFL, the the market overreacts every week. So as a better, you, what you need to do is not overreact. And you you look for those situations that. Uh, Teams that look so good on Monday Night Football, I like to look to go against them the next do, do week. Do people still watch Monday Night Football? I mean, I feel like you're, you're worn out after Sunday. <laughs> I don't watch Thursday. I watch to, Monday. To, yeah. us, it's, uh, to us, it's all about the Sunday night game now. You know, all the parlays roll into the Sunday night game. It's yeah. generally a better game than the Monday game. And I don't work on Mondays during football season. Uh, half the time, I forget that there's even a game. Because usually the Monday night games are so bad. Not as bad as the Thursday night. Well, the no, Thursday no. night games are, have been horrible. horrible. Last. But Absolutely horrible. But everyone bets those because it it's starts their parlays. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they've got withdrawals because they waited three whole days. <laughs> and now the NFL's back and, and they start Gotta their parlays with the Thursday yeah. game. I think by Monday people are wiped out. And then you go and it's like, oh, it's, uh, it's Redskins-Browns. It's like, who cares? But for some people, it's... The last chance to get out for the week. They're chasing that it's final uh, comeback. Uh, that's very sad. <laughs> it is. That is. You don't want to get to that point. No, you don't want to. You can't. You can't bet like that. No, never. No. You've got to. You've got to just stay steady. And that's always been my argument when when people were fighting all the different states. You know, to have legalized betting. You know, you're you're creating. You know, you're going to ruin homes and that. It's better to have legalized betting than you old school have a bookie down yeah. in the corner oh, yeah. because you got to walk up to the window with the money. You're not well, betting money you do not have. What you're describing is exactly why so many people still bet with bookies like that yeah. because they don't have the money. Yeah. They're betting money that they don't have. And that's how they get in trouble. not a good idea. That's how you get interest on Monday Night Football when you're stuck <laughs> for the week. That you know Somebody that was a, a $50 or $100 better all weekend yeah. but is down $400 going into Monday night and they're betting with a bookie. Guess how much he's betting on the Monday night game? A lot oh, more yeah. to get back. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's got to get back to zero. And yeah. the problem is that you got you got to know your limit. You got to know your bankroll. You got to know how much you can bet. That's one thing that I do harp on all the time. It doesn't matter if you're a two dollar better or a two hundred dollar better. Know what you're betting. Yeah. Know when you're gonna bet it, and know when you have to stop. Because if you're like you guys say, if you're getting to that Thursday night game or even that Monday night game, and you're trying to chase back what you lost on Saturday in college, what you almost could have won on Sunday night. Then you got a problem and stay away from the books. So not being funny, I know we're joking and we're laughing around, but gambling is a serious thing. I, I worked in the books before. I've seen people get very stuck on it, and it's not a good thing. But what would you say to the people that are coming out first time betting NFL and college football season this year that haven't been to a book? First thing you want to do if you want to have any chance of winning is you need to have multiple accounts, and it's easy to do that. I mean, you yeah, you could watch the game here. You need to have multiple accounts. And you need to make sure you're getting the best of the number on every bet. And you don't bet anything but straight bets. Okay. If you only make straight bets and you have, let's say, three accounts and you get that extra half point every time, mm-hmm. you're, you're already ahead of 75, 80% of bettors, more than that probably. You've got, you've got a chance to win if you do that. You talk about sitting in, you know, on a Saturday or Sunday and watching the games in a sports book, and I used to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Now because of the apps... Mm-hmm. I'll go to a sports bar where I can sit and get my, you know, get my favorite chicken wings, uh, you know, whatever, relax and look at the screen. Okay, mm-hmm. I want to make a bet. Okay, it's this number at this book. Just open the app and go. And for people that are coming to Vegas, 
to visit and want to enjoy their weekend even more. What most people don't realize is you do not have to live here to have an app. The the pro move, the, the plus EV move, is when you get to town Thursday or Friday, go to your sports book that you like, and we highly recommend the Westgate, Westgate right Super here, book, of course. and open up an app. And you can play all weekend while you're here mm-hmm. in the state. And then all you got to do is when you're done, on your way out, you, you pull your, your money out. Yeah, I don't understand anybody that doesn't have a phone account. I agree 100%. Even if they're, even if they're only here for two days. Yeah. I mean, I can remember being a very young man and coming to Vegas for, the Mar- for March Madness. And we, we were too hungover to make it down to the sportsbook <laughs> exactly. in time. Yeah. Morning games. <laughs> But we would have been able to roll over in our Christian, hotel room. Once you know I'm at Christian, you want to log into the account and make a bet. You, Probably you, save me money. Yeah, the but you got to be you got to be careful with the apps too, though. I'm not gonna lie to you because you get into some of these in-game wagers and this and that nature, you can get caught up. I got caught up in baseball the other night. I don't want to talk oh, yeah. about that. But the apps, I agree. You, if if you're a gambler and you're you don't have the app, you're missing out 100. percent Absolutely. My, one of my first trips to Vegas is like you. It was March Madness. It was, it was like a kid in a candy store. It's just, it's nonstop action from 9 a.m. and, you know, our time. You know, they're tipping off noon, you know, East Coast. And there's nothing better than that. If anybody wants to do that bucket list guys trip, come to Vegas either for. March Madness or a Super Bowl, but not this year's Super Bowl because it's going to be total madness here uh, with it actually being here. If you don't know anybody, it's tough to come out here for March Madness. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to be, I mean, now you got the phone accounts, you don't have to wait a line, but it's tough to yeah. get a seat. Yeah. You know, we were so dumb mm. and we didn't know anyone. <laughs> so we were just, we were sitting on the ground in sports books and waiting in line. It's really fun, though. Yeah. But I was also like 22 years old. Yeah, I was yeah. 24 when I made my first first trip to Vegas. Yeah, it's we could tell some all we could do a whole show on stupid stories of trips to Vegas. I was 18, <laughs> Imperial Palace, playing with someone else's ID at the crap table, and they accepted it. I'll never forget my first time. So Imperial Palace, Imperial Palace, before it became what it is now, the Link. The yeah. Link. Remember when it was the Quad? The Quad. For like, for like an hour. Yeah, for like an hour. Right? And then they, and then they switched. That was not a good name. No, no, not at all. It was just there for a little bit. In- a little history note. Yeah. Who was the sports book guy at Imperial Palace that made them famous? Of course. I do not know. Oh, you should. It was Jay Cornegay. Jay Cornegay. Yes, okay. I, now, now I feel stupid. Okay. <laughs> definitely, I should After working in a sports book, I should have known that, but I, I, I definitely did not know that. But no, nah, man, we just there's so much going on right now with college football coming around the corner with the NFL. What's the most action you're getting with the future bets overall? The Raiders are by far number one. I mean, they, really? they always are. At least they have been in the years they've been in Las Vegas. We've got very significant liability on them winning the Super Bowl. Not that it's keeping me up at night. <laughs> uh, not you're not going to sweat it like really, the no. uh, Golden Knights uh, that first season? No, oh, my God. Well, we, <laughs> that one was a sweater. We all, yes, it was. <laughs> uh, the only good thing that year was every book in Nevada had tons of liability on the Knights. And it was so easy to explain yourself. Oh. You know? It's like, well, yeah, we would do very poorly if the Knights won oh. the Stanley Cup in their first season. That would be really bad for us. It was not it was pretty easy to explain. Uh, the, the Raiders are not gonna win the Super Bowl, but look I don't I don't think the Raiders are gonna be like a terrible team. I just think that they're stuck in a division that's gonna be very difficult to compete in. 
So I have a question for you. How, how do you guys compete in this type of industry? And what I mean by that, there's so much right now with all these new apps and all these new betting menus. Some people have prop bets galore of everything you can sure, do. Sure. How do you guys compete and still go against that type of book? It's tough because so you know some of the books in town are outspending us like a hundred to one on marketing. You know, it's tough. they're flooding the, the state, the city with their marketing campaigns. It is tough to compete. You've got to be willing to, to adapt, change your betting menu, offer new kinds of things, listen to what the customer saying. You know, this is what, like, what are we seeing people respond to and bet on? Well, let's give them more of those things. So you've got to really be flexible now. It's, it's very different even than it was five years ago. You're still... Uh, Superbook is in other states, so Colorado Correct, yeah. and such. It's different in every state. You yeah. got you've got more freedom in being able to offer more things outside of Nevada because we've been a sports betting capital of the world for how long? But we're really behind the times on a lot of the things that we can offer that other others are offering in other states. The, the technology in Nevada hasn't really caught up to the rest of the country. You know, if you use our app in New Jersey, in Colorado, et cetera, you would get the kind of offerings you're talking about. We're working on that. I think in time for 2024 football season, we'll have a very impressive, improved app here. I mean, but we, we try to keep the app that we do have now as fresh as possible mm-hmm. with as many offerings as we can possibly get. For the people that still like to actually come to the book, not necessarily use the app on a day-to-day, but like the excitement of being here, going to the window, being able to bet the ponies if they want to, what do you tell them for this upcoming football season to come check you guys out? Well, you want to get well. First of all, this is the best book in the city to watch horses or sports at. No one can compete with these screens, and I, I've been to every sports book in town. None of them have a layout as good as this one. Uh, I would say if you're coming on an NFL Sunday, get here early. Okay. Because it's going to be pretty crowded, and whatever you do, if you're, if you're not going to get a phone account, which I don't agree with you on that. <laughs> no, I'm saying get one. Yeah, <laughs> excuse yeah, yeah, me. But yeah. if you don't want to get one, yeah. or either way, don't wait until the last second to make your bets. Um, yes, please. You know, when I first got into the industry, I used to feel bad when somebody got shut out. It's like, oh, man, that sucks. Now I'm like, dude, you still haven't got a phone account? Yeah. Are you kidding? Like yelling at my tellers because they didn't get their bet in. It's not their it's fault. It's like, sir. Sign up for a mobile account, okay? <laughs> you would have got your uh, bed. Come on. That's that's on you now. So It's a different age. Will you still be having Football Sunday in the show the showroom? Yeah, the we're doing that week one. Nice. We'll have a couple betting windows over there. Uh, and then it, we'll, see how, we'll see how the business levels are after week one. You know how it goes. Week one, week two, then it drops off, and then it comes back up for the playoffs and all the way into the Super Bowl. So we got a few more minutes here before we let you go. I, I wanted to ask you personally. I'm a soccer guy. Marco was asking me about that. The first time I met you and I did the show here, we talked about Lionel Messi. He had just came into the MLS. Yeah, I, I asked you about how the handle might be, if any, has it gone up. Since then, we saw the run that Miami went on. Still haven't lost the game. Then they even had this Lamar Hunt game recently in the Lamar Hunt Open, and they beat Cincinnati. What has the handle been like since Messi has entered the MLS? I actually made fun of our guys a couple nights ago because Miami won again. And again, they told me how the other team was a good bet. Yeah. And I was like, would you guys stop? (laughs) Just stop with this. This team's overrated. Because I keep hearing, I don't really watch, I haven't watched much of it, to be honest with you. Gotcha, gotcha. But I keep hearing that Miami is very lousy defensively. Yes. Well, they score four or five goals every game. (laughs) So they can get away with that. Uh, 
it's been great for business. Uh, that we're not winning, unfortunately, but it's 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 exciting to see us actually handling real money from the general public on MLS. Okay. And I can't. I know. It's, I know these haven't been MLS games, but mm-hmm. an MLS team. Definitely, definitely. And we haven't seen. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Okay. I, I've never seen. It's one thing for the sharp guys. The sharp guys would bet you anything if you have a bad number. I'm talking about recreational betters. Yeah. If you're betting on an MLS team. Uh, I can't ever recall that. Do you guys offer any goal scorer props or anything like that on we, any of those we games? We do in the other states. Okay, but not uh, here. In the first game, we had Will Messi score a goal. Okay. And he did. <laughs> and did. And did. And did. And did. We lost. But safe to say the handle's been decent. You're getting some more action because of him. And I think Miami is too far out of it to realistically make the playoffs. Correct. Is that correct? Yes. On the MLS side, they are. That sucks. Because yeah. it'd be great if they did. Oh, yeah. Because if they were in the postseason, I think we'd get a lot of interest in it. Definitely, definitely. But, uh, you know, soccer, and MLS especially, when the NFL starts, everyone kind of forgets about everything else including baseball including baseball it's the truth for the for the final week of uh preseason action are you getting any uh sharp action yeah. the- it's the same i mean it's just every week of the preseason is the same it's all sharp guys and line moves we had a lot of sharp guys on your Steelers last night we we, <laughs> we actually did not do very well in that game Mike Tomlin's uh, this two preseasons in a row that you know they've played win. And again, when you look at preseason, you try to look at quarterback rota- rotations, and yeah. you have three quarterbacks that have started in the NFL. Yeah. You know, playing in that game. You know, so it definitely was good. And I know that a lot of people also went first half because Tomlin's had two two years now. He's undefeated in the first half of preseason games. It was enough that I actually noticed it. Okay. Because just so much money was coming out on Pittsburgh. I don't know of any games like that this weekend off the top of my head. Buffalo seems to be a sharp play with a lot of people. I think uh, Buffalo's one. There's another one that I can't remember right now. I apologize. I I just know all the college plays. Uh, I didn't know you were going to ask me about preseason at Well, you know, people are going to bet it. They're going to bet it. I've actually been – I made fun of it earlier, and I still think Big Zero is a stupid name, but – We've got a lot more handle on the games tomorrow than I would have expected. It's been, there's been a lot of sharp action, a lot of right already on these games. Even though it's a big spread, it doesn't hurt that Notre Dame's playing. Sure. Notre and Dame's USC. good to try. Yeah. And, and USC, USC too. Yeah. You know, you've got the Heisman frontrunner, Caleb Williams. Two really big programs going tomorrow. And then some of the other games are closer to the point spread. Right. Like uh, the Ohio-San Diego State game. I've seen a good amount of money on that game. You should go day early. You could... But it's it's funny that uh, a game like that nobody would care at all right. if it was like October twenty seventh. Right. You know. But uh, they're betting it they're betting it tomorrow. Because it's one of the few games with a reasonable line. You know, basically you're just pick the winner and because I don't like laying thirty points, but no, I don't not I don't want to bet against USC. Correct. You know, but the question is, when does he call off the dogs yeah. in that yeah. game? Or does he let Caleb Williams, you know, pad his stats, you know? Not that he needs to because he, he's already the overwhelming favorite for the for the Heisman. Sure. He just has to not screw up. John, greatly appreciate you, my man. Let everybody know where they can find you if you want them to find you on social media. I don't know what you me? got going on here. I, well, I don't <laughs> or the sports you book. You, know you don't I mean? want to follow me. <laughs> it's just going to be a bunch of sarcastic comments about the officials. 
But uh, I would follow at Superbook Sports. There we go. At Superbook Nevada. Yes, NV. sir. And if you want to, you can follow me. I'm at Vegas Murray. There we go. But again, it's just going to be a bunch of nonsense. We love nonsense. Appreciate making, you, John. Making fun of the refs. <laughs> Good nonsense. Marco, let them know where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me at Marco in Vegas on Twitter. And, of course, uh, check out the website, wagertalk.com. At Jose underscore Volante is where you can find me. Check out TC. He'll be back next week. TC Martin Show. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you a part of the show. We'll be back. Have a great weekend. Don't drink and drive. Be safe. Peace. Peace.